Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know that young person who graduated college this past spring and is now getting ready to go get that big job? Well, here, guess what? Get over to Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. They've got lots of good professional attire, reasonably priced for both your young men and young women who are getting off into that world of work. Hey, they graduated, they did all the interviews, now they got the big job coming up, so make sure they look the part. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Just simply will not work. Now, this shipment is going to be proud to be in the service of, of uh, the United States military, but they are particularly proud today because they understand and appreciate what this shipment means. Uh, it is a large shipment of very specific and specialized formula. Formula for moms and dads who have children who have uh, allergies, where the regular form formula just simply will not work. Now this shipment is going to essentially get off this cargo plane, then the Federal Express folks are going to take it from there, they're going to deliver it to a distribution center that the Nestle Gerber folks have here in Indiana. And then it's going to go on trucks, uh, and it's going to be delivered in hospitals and uh, home health care clinics all across uh, the country, providing support and help. Uh, I'm told that uh, this shipment provides enough formula uh, to take care of 9,000 babies and 18,000 toddlers uh, for a week. Now, it's about a half a million eight-ounce doses of formula on that plane about 78,000 pounds. Now, the shipment came from Zurich initially uh, as a result of uh, being delivered by Nestle Gerber to uh, the air place in Germany. Uh, it was loaded, and eight and a half hours later, it arrived here in the U.S. Now, the reason why we are doing this is obviously the critical need that is out there. Uh, it would take approximately two weeks for the normal commercial process to work to get it from Zurich, Switzerland, here and distribute it. As a result of the United States military's involvement, we're going to get this here in a matter of days. And a matter of days means a lot to the moms and dads who are worried. The Department of Agriculture's role in all of this uh, is because 50% of the formula that is provided in this country and used in this country often is funneled through the WIC program. Uh, and as a result of flexibilities provided under the pandemic assistance uh, resources and the American Rescue Plan, the Department of Agriculture was in a position to be able to provide the financial resources to make this day happen. Uh, this is an important step, but it is by no means the only step that must take place. We will continue to work, uh, as the President has instructed us, to look for every opportunity to increase supply. The President understands all too well uh, the challenges, the stress, the worry that families have experienced. And he's directed the Department of Health and Human Services and USDA uh, to do everything we possibly can. Now, what does that include? Well, first of all, it includes making sure that we get the Abbott facility in Michigan up and going. Uh, the FDA and Abbott have reached an agreement in terms of how that facility can come back online safely to provide product. Uh, and the expectation is within the next couple of weeks we'll begin to see product from that facility and over the course of uh, uh, the next few weeks we should begin to see a return uh, to somewhat uh, normal circumstances. That's an incredibly important aspect of this. Now, why is that uh, facility going to be able to produce quickly? 
in large part because the president uh, triggered the Defense Production Act. It will allow the Abbott facility and other facilities to, to jump ahead of line for the necessary supplies that are necessary and required in order to produce the formula. Uh, this is not a simple process, as the Nestle Gerber folks will tell you. Uh, the development of formula and specialized formulas, uh, it takes a lot of ingredients. Uh, and with supply chain challenges, uh, it can be something uh, as, uh, as specific as, as paper for labeling or, or a lid for a container that may make it difficult. So now with the Defense Production Act, the Abbott facility and other facilities will be able to jump the line to be able to get those, uh, those necessary ingredients more quickly. It's important and necessary for us, obviously, to continue what's happened over the last several months with Nestle Gerber and, and uh, Mee Johnson and Abbott and other providers basically importing from other facilities outside of the United States. That's taken place. But we also want to expand uh, the number of companies that are able to do that. So the FDA is working right now uh, to work through the, uh, the challenges concerning the safety and the labeling uh, that will be responsible and, and necessary for us to be able to get additional imports in to this country. All of this is designed eventually to try to address this very difficult issue and to do it in a way that moms and dads can be assured not only of the adequate supply, but as importantly, the safety of that supply, uh, because our children absolutely need it and deserve it. So uh, with that, uh, again, I want to thank uh, Lindsay for, uh, for pointing out, uh, I think, an important message here, which is that uh, in a situation of difficulty and stress, Americans have a, have a way of finding the solution. Uh, they have it in the form of community. Uh, whether it's uh, the local hospital uh, that is trying to figure out ways in which they can help moms and dads as they, as they take their newborn from the hospital uh, to be able to have that security, or whether it's a neighborhood group that comes together, uses social media, and develops uh, an ad hoc distribution system, all designed to reinforce community. And I think, to me, that's the most important message here. And as we, uh, as we move forward in this process, uh, I think the challenge for those of us in government is to figure out ways in which we can learn from this experience, develop greater resiliency uh, in the supply chain, and greater flexibility in the supply chain uh, so that we're in a position to be able to respond uh, quickly if we ever have a dis uh, disruption of this magnitude in the future. So with that, I'd be happy to try to respond to questions or... What I can tell you is that uh, at, at USDA um, in February, we were advised by the FDA uh, of concerns around February 11th and 12th uh, of potential concerns. By the 17th or 18th, there was a recall in place uh, that Abbott uh, created or, or, or decided. Uh, and based on that recall, we began uh, instantly, within a matter of days, to begin providing our WIC uh, state agencies, 89 agencies across the country, with flexibilities to be able to provide and be able to swap and, and, and substitute a formula that would have come from the Abbott facility with formula that could come from other, uh, other locations. I'm, I'm happy to say that we have all 50 states have now seen at least one waiver. Uh, and just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen 25 waivers granted. So I can tell you from a USDA perspective, uh, we learned in February and we responded immediately.
you know, I think the, the challenge, I think, is to, is to ask yourself, uh, why do we have this current system uh, in which we have uh, a small number of companies uh, that are basically providing this, uh, this, this, this uh, product? Uh, from a WIC perspective, the reason we have it structured the way we do is because Congress has passed a law that directs us to have a competitive bidding process uh, where the most favorable rebate uh, that a company can offer ultimately gets the contract for that particular WIC agency. And the reason for that is to basically provide an opportunity for savings, and those savings then allow the WIC program to actually provide more help to more people. So I think as we look at, at, at the future, and I think what we need to look at is what can we learn from this experience, I think what we learn is the need for greater resiliency in the system and the ability to basically balance efficiency with resiliency. And I think, frankly, we've learned that lesson or are learning that lesson, not just from this circumstance, but from the pandemic generally. Uh, incredibly efficient system, but if there's a disruption in a very efficient system, it causes significant challenges because we're not as resilient as we need to be. And I think across the board, uh, whether it's uh, government or whether it's industry, we're all asking the question, how do you balance efficiency and resiliency? I've been told by the FDA uh, commissioner that in a matter uh, uh, of a week or so, we should begin to see some some supply. But over the course of the next several weeks, we should see an ever-increasing supply. So I would say certainly within the next 30 days, we're going to begin seeing an abatement of this situation. Um, challenge, of course, is we're going to have another flight come in. Uh, this is not the only flight that uh, that we're uh, basically going to uh, uh, to be seeing. There's going to be a flight, I think, coming in to Dulles uh, later this week. That's going to help. So we're just going to continue to look for ways. Uh, in addition to that plant going online, uh, as I said earlier, we're going to continue to see uh, facilities outside the U.S. working 24-7 to provide supply, and we're going to continue to look for additional supplies. I know there's conversations potentially with uh, facilities in Australia, for example. Again, several things that are being done simultaneously. This particular uh, formula is for a very, very small percentage of children. Uh, roughly 17,000 children in the country basically are the, the beneficiaries of this particular formula. There's a second wave, if you will, a second delivery that's going to take place later this week. There's going to be additional imports uh, from existing companies that do business in the United States that continue to work, operate 24-7. The Sturgis facility is going to come on, on board in a matter of a week, week to begin to, we'll begin to see product. And uh, we're going to continue to figure out ways in which we can import from uh, new sources. So all of that's going to take place. And I think, uh, the, to my last response, I think you're going to get you will get begin to see progress here 
in the matter in a matter of weeks, and I don't think I don't think it's a matter of several months. I think it's a matter of weeks when we're going to see progress. This particular uh, shipment is going to be distributed immediately to hospitals and clinics uh, around the country. So it's just a matter of getting it to the distribution center, getting the distribution center to put it in a truck and have the truck, and depending upon where that uh, hospital is, the truck is going to deliver it. So I, you know, we're going to be seeing deliveries made in a matter of days. For just a minute, for for subsequent for the subsequent. Uh, um, Delivery, that's of a more general nature, and that's going to be dispersed uh, as quickly as possible. We, we we have focused so much on efficiency that we have forgotten the lesson of resiliency. And I think that we've learned in a, in a number of areas the need for additional uh, capacity. Uh, and you, you're seeing more of that taking place in a number of areas within food generally. So we're going to continue to look for ways in which we can expand supply and expand our capacity. What greater resilience means greater capacity, greater supply. Uh, we're going to take a look at the flexibilities, uh, the ability to substitute uh, more easily, uh, some of the issues involving uh, our relationship between the, the WIC program, docs, and parents, making sure that we uh, put the docs and the parents uh, in the best possible position to get what they need as quickly as possible. So it, it's a series of things that I think have to be incorporated in order to have a more resilient system. And I think that's the lesson here, folks. It's a lesson that America is learning as a result of the pandemic and the supply chain challenges we face here. You talk to any business leader, they're going to tell you the same thing, that we've, that we've had just-in-time inventory. We've been very efficient. We've tried to keep costs low. The reality is we've got to have greater resilience, and that's going to require a bit more capacity. That's going to require investing here in the U.S., and the president's very focused on making sure that that happens. I would sincerely hope that that's not the case. I would sincerely hope that when the Sturgis facility is back online within a matter of weeks that the, that we will see a significant reduction in the risk and the stress that folks have, uh, have experienced. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. I'm not sure where you... What I'm telling you is what the FDA administrator recently said, as recently as two days ago. It's a matter of weeks, not a matter of months. So parents won't have to struggle throughout the entire summer. This situation should be resolved before we get to the end of summer. That is the hope. Absolutely.
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.